Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I'm up early this morning because <laughs> God woke me up with a word. Um, he's given me this word some time ago, but this morning he woke me up and um, it was really heavy on me. So I got up to study and read and and I'm going to give you what God gave me. Um, we're going to be coming from Genesis chapter 19 verses 1 through 29. Um, there, I know that's kind of lengthy, but I'm going to read it all. But when I read it, I'm going to break it up in segments and explain it so you can understand where, you know, what, what the verses are saying. And when I read, I'm going to be, when I explain it, I'm going to be paraphrasing. You know, I'm going to paraphrase it so you can understand a lot better what um, the word is saying. And once I get finished reading and explaining everything, I'm going to give the word that God gave me. Um, so this morning, we're going to be coming from Genesis chapter 19. Verses 1 through 29. And I'm gonna give a little bit a little background on who Lot is. It's talking about Lot and his family, um, and Sodom and Gomorrah, so you can understand who Lot was and, and why pretty much why what happened happened. Um, so in my Bible reads, and I'm reading from um the King James Version Study Bible. And and, and in my Bible in the study notes, it says that. Lot was Abraham's nephew who accompanied him from Mesopotamia to Canaan. Both had large herds of cattle and sheep, and they eventually separated. Lot's selfish choice of the Jordan Valley and his weakness in pitching his tent toward Sodom led to tragic consequences. He soon moved into Sodom, and though Second Peter chapter 2, verses 7-8 through 8 indicates that Lot's soul was vexed by the unrighteousness of the city, he had little or no influence there or even on his own family. He lost his wife and later fathered his two sons, Moab and Ammon, by his own daughters. So we're going to start reading um, I'm in Genesis chapter 19. And I'm going to be reading Genesis chapter 19. We're going to start from verses 1 through 3. And I'm going to explain and I'm going to carry on. Um, and this is when the angels came to visit Lot. And it says, And there came two angels to Sodom, and even Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot seeing them rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early. And go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered unto his house. And he made them a, a feast, and did bake eleven bread, and they did eat. So in these verses, um, there were two angels that came into Sodom, and, and Lot seen them. So he went over, and I'm paraphrasing like I said, he went over to greet them. You know, he bowed before them. And um, and he told them, y'all come into my house. You know, you welcome to stay here with me and my family now. You know, we'll make it comfortable for you. You know, you sleep good. And so the two angels were like, no, we're going we're gonna to stay here in the body street all night. We're going to stay out here and, you know, monitor the, the streets tonight. And so it said that he pressed upon them. So to me, I guess he was like guarding them, like pushing them back towards his house. And um, and eventually they did come in. You know, they accepted his his welcome. And um, they came to his house and he cooked for them. And then they ate. 
Okay, and then verses 4 through 11, we're going to read that and then I'm going to explain that. It says, but before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, come past the house around both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray ye, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and we will needs be a judge. Now will we dwell worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut to the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Okay, so in the verses 4 through 11, um, it's talking about once, you know, once the angels and then these weren't angels that, you know, had the wings and, you know, dressed in all white, flown in the air. God sent these these men, these angels as real men. That's why in the Bible it says to be careful how you treat people because you could be entertaining an angel. So angels are not always presented as a. A being with white wings and, you know, and all white with the little thing around their head. And that's not that's not the case. God can send an angel in any form he choose to send it. So in this case, he sent two angels as men. And so the people in Sodom saw, you know, young and old, the Bible said, um, saw that the, that the angels had come to had went into Lot's house. So they are brave enough to go to Lot's house and ask for the men. And they had the nerve to say that we may know them. Bring them out unto us so we may know them. So that means to have sex with them. They wanted to have sex with the angels. They didn't know who these men were. All they seen were two men. Probably liked how they looked. (laughs) And they wanted to have sex with them. And so Lot is telling them, no, you know, I can't, you can't do that to these men. You know, I got two daughters that don't have this, that, not, that has never had sex before, doesn't, has never known a man. I'll give them to you, but do wicked, do not do wicked to these men. And so they were so pressed to get to those men, so pressed to get to those men that they was trying to get in the door. They were trying to break the door down to get to the men, to, to the angels. And it says that the, um, the men we're at the door of the house with blindness. So the, the angels made the, the men blind. So they couldn't see how to try to get in the house. And see, they was messing with people that they didn't even have no business messing with. That's why we shouldn't be bothering people because we don't know who they are. You know, they didn't know who these men were. They was bothering these two angels. Didn't know they were angels. All they want, all they knew, they saw something that they wanted and wanted to have sex with. 
And so because they was trying to get to these men, God allowed the angels to blind them so they couldn't see how to get to the door to try to get to them. So we're going to read on from verses 12 through 29. No, 12 through 23. 12 through 23. And verse 12 says, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and, and thy sons and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. But we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing. Great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when he, when the morning rose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon his in the hand upon his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to flee unto, and is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is not a little one, and my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning his, this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for thee which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The sun was risen unto the earth when Lot entered into Zor. So God had sent the two angels to um to warn Lot that he was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of all the wickedness, because of all of the, the sexual sin, because of all everything that was going on. So God was giving Lot and his family, you know, grace and mercy. And Lot did recognize that. You know, he recognized that um that God had given him, you know, was merciful unto him. And that he had gave him, you know, grace and mercy and that he was allowing him to leave before he destroyed it. And not only Lot, but Lot and his family. And so, um, the, the, you know, the angel was telling him, okay, you need to go. You need to go. And they, was, they told him to go into Zor, into a city called Zor. And so uh, we're going to read on to see what happened. And this is verses 24 through 29. And this will be the end of the verses. I'm going to talk about everything. I'm going to sum it all up. Okay, it says, Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. 
And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. And he beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the in the which Lot dwelt. So God did allow the um the the rain and the fire to come upon Sodom and Gomorrah, and he did destroy it because of the wickedness. And um but he had told but it says wife Lot's wife looked back as they were running. They were told to go. Okay? They were told to go. And so as you know, the as Lot and his family was running, the wife looked back. And the Bible says that when she looked back, God turned her to a pillow of salt. And so in my Bible, it says that um Jesus used this incident as a warning to others not to look back. And it says Lot's wife apparently lingered behind, continually and lonely looking back on her beloved possessions, and was buried by the explosion that resulted from the destruction of the city. Okay, so she was looking back, you know, like, oh, you know, I got to leave my home. I got to leave my stuff. Look, you know, she probably said to herself, Lord, I don't want, I don't want to leave. And, you know, and I could <laughs> understand that, you know, you, 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 you made your home here and, you know, you're comfortable here. And, and all of a sudden two men showing up and telling you, you got to leave and you got to pick up and just go. And a thousand things probably running through her mind because she a mom and she a wife. Well, Lord, how I'm going to, we're going to eat and how we going to, what we're going to wear. We're going to do this. We're going to do this and do that. And so God is telling her to telling them to go. So as they're going, she looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. And so the moral of the story, what God wanted me to tell y'all, and if I have to name this list, if I have to name this teaching, it's going to be don't look back. Keep going. Don't look back. Keep going. And so out of that, I get, you know, if God has delivered you from something or or, or moved you on past a, a bad relationship or or a bad experience with a job, anything, whatever it is that God has delivered you from that you have prayed your way out of, don't don't go back to that thing. Do not go back to that thing, because I'm going to tell you, if you go back into it, trying to get out of it. This time going to be even worse than the first time. So you think about that. You think about what you went through the first time and how God delivered you and how he brought you out. So if you were to go back to that thing that God delivered you from, it's going to be a lot worse than the first time. And so in what the example God gave me. Like I said, God had gave me this this message a while ago. And so, you know, I I, I said, God, I'm going to get up this morning because God is leaving me, leading me into another direction. So I got up and I said, I'm going to be obedient and do this word. And I didn't know if I was supposed to have to did it in another way or did it this way. So I said, OK, I'm going to go ahead and do the podcast, get it out. And so this is this is the revelation God gave me about it. OK, say you on a road. And I can vouch for this because when I'm trying to get to work in the morning, you know, the cars be all slow and I'm trying to get to work and, you know, and so when I have an opportunity, 
Ooh, thank you, Jesus. When I have an opportunity to get past those cars, I, I go around those cars and I pass them and get in front of them so I can go on. Because them going a certain, you know, a certain speed is cutting my speed. It's cutting me off. And so when I get an opportunity to go around them, I go around them so I can keep going. So I don't, when I when I keep going, I don't go back to those cars and say, well, I'm sorry, I passed you. You know, I'm, I'm going to get back behind you. You gone in front of me. I didn't mean to pass you. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get back behind you and you can go ahead. No, when I get around those cars, I keep going. I keep going till I get to my destination. And that's what God wants you to do. When he give you the opportunity to pass that thing that's blocking you, when he give you an opportunity to pass that thing, that, that thing that's hindering you, he wants you to keep going. He don't want you to look back. He wants you to keep going because your future is bright. If you look back to what, if you keep looking back and regretting, and sovereign know what God has has brought you brought you from the which the thing He has delivered you from. It's going it's 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 not going to benefit you. It's not going to benefit you at all. So if God has delivered you from a thing that has held you down, that has held you bound, this has this has kept your mind in in, in in rumbles, you know, that has put your life in jeopardy. If God has delivered you from this thing, don't go back to it. Do not go back to it. Now, sometimes you in certain certain situations, you may have to go back to a thing. You may have to go back to a dream that you that you left just sitting there that God told you to do. You may have to go back and, and, and apologize to somebody, or, you know, and ask for forgiveness. You may have to go back and get some things straightened out in order for you to move forward. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, some things you do have to go back to make right in order to move on. Some things you have to go back and pick up to keep going with. Like I said, a dream or a goal that you want to accomplish that you just left there. Go pick that dream back up. Go pick that goal up and and, and move forward with it. If that's what if that's what your heart desire and if that's what God will have you to do. But if not, you keep moving forth from that as well. But if it's something what I'm talking about, the issue at hand, something that God has delivered you from. Something that has left your life in turmoil, something that would have killed you, something that would have put you in a crazy house. Something that would have just made your life completely just just terrible. If God have delivered you from those things, don't look back. Don't go back and get those things. Leave them where they are. And then, like I said, if he give you an opportunity to go around it, to go over it, to go under it. However, he 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 fits the situation for you to get past that thing. If he delivered you and, and allowed you to get around it. Get from around it. Keep going. Don't look back. Because when you look back, it's a penalty for that. It's a penalty for looking back. Just like Lot's wife. 
She was turned into a pill of salt because she looked back. You don't want to be turned into a pill of salt because you look back. Keep moving. Keep going. You got this. Stay strong. Keep moving. Because like I said, if you go back to that thing that God has delivered you from, that God has helped you to move forward from, if you go back to it, it's going to be even harder this time around to be freed from it than it was the first time. So that was my message and I got it out and I pray that it helps somebody. I don't know who it's for. I take it as for me. Don't look back. I would not look back. The things that Satan had me doing, I would not go back to those things. Why? Because they were they were leading me to hell. Straight to hell. Basket in a in a basket straight to hell. I would not look back at those things. I will move forward in God. He has so much more to offer, so much that he, so many blessings that he want to give. And in order for us to get those blessings, we have to be obedient. We have to heed to God's word. We have to show God that we are thankful for everything that he's done for us. Because God do not have to give us grace and mercy. That's just the way he, this is his way of showing us love and compassion. He don't have to do those things, but he do, but he does because he's a loving father. He cares for us. He loves us and he wants us to have the very best of everything. And so if God is allowing his grace and mercy to, to, to reign upon your life and he's giving you the things you've asked and why would you, and thank you, Lord. And why would you want to go back to something that you spent time praying to get out of that you, that you've wasted I ain't going to say wasted, but but the thing that you've cried about, things that you've shed tears over, the thing that you've heard it the most over. Why would you want to go back to it? Why do you think it would be even better this time around? If, if, if it left you feeling that way the first time, don't you think it may be even worse this time? So let, let, let's, let's show God our appreciation by, by giving him the glory and the praise that he deserves and by not going back to the, to the evilness and, and, and the destruction that he's led us out of. Don't look back. My brothers and my sisters, do not look back. Keep going. Keep moving forward. You got this. God got you and he loves you and he, he, if he delivered you that time, if he delivered you, he's going to keep you, he's going to keep, keep you moving forward. God know what he's doing. So continue to trust him, trust his process and watch it all work out for your good. Stay strong in the Lord. God bless you.